a happy holiday season to you from WVBI and Monsters in the Morning. A happy time is upon us all. Hear the cheer, the love, it's the holiday call. Dress the tree as it stands so Live from Whipple Street Studios, WVBI proudly presents Monsters in the Morning, starring Maniac Mike and Touchdown Charlie. Had the big happy holidays and the merriest of Christmases to you and yours. And also, don't forget about the new year coming up right behind you. <laughs> oh, my name is Mr. Maniac Mike, and I am nothing but smiles today. It is the season, and tis the season for having joy. Uh, I find myself more joyful, more jovial, and just filled with cheer on this um happiest of times of year and because of that uh here at the station we've been doing this uh, little tradition of ours for the past four years now believe it or not this will be the fourth broadcast of uh, this particular show it is called a sleigh full of cheer and it's brought to you by a very special friend and adequate member of society mr cotton man himself um so sit back uh Warm your toes against the fire, and maybe even snuggle up with your favorite Christmas shawl. And really just engross yourself in it. Here's Cotton Man, and as always, happy holidays. Wow, so it's that time of year again. A time of happiness and joy and love. A time of smiling faces and... Winter cheer. When I think back to my most memorable Christmas, I think back to the times when I was just a very young boy, growing up on a very large farm with a very large father and a very sad mother. I had many brothers and sisters, many of whom wouldn't speak to me outside of asking me to fill up their glass of milk during dinner time. And that was okay for me, because I didn't need much. I read a lot of books, and I stared up into the sky for hours upon hours. Growing up on a farm, I had access to vast fields of grass and and, and corn. And I would lose myself out there for hours at a time, prancing about and enjoying the sounds of nature the occasional gust of wind that would chill me to the bone. It was December, and I was probably around 15 years old. I wanted nothing more than a brand new weather balloon. Oh, I loved the weather. And all I wanted to do when I grew up was to become a, a meteorologist, or someone who was, who was analyzing the winds. And it was... 
something I asked Santa Claus for. So I go to sleep and I wake up. I'm the first one up and I remember running downstairs like a little, like a little charged up happy man. And I come down there and I see, I see Papa. And Papa's sitting there, clearly drunk, and he's nude. And I look at him, and he looks at me, and I stood very confused. So he looks at me and he says, I need your help. And I said, okay. He said, I'm very filthy. And I said, okay. And he said, I need you to bathe me. And I said, okay. And so I led my drunken, naked father out behind the old farm. And I filled up an old tin tub with warm water from the well. And there, I spent Christmas morning washing him, cleansing him of the dirt, of the soil. We didn't speak at all during this time, but I feel like he and I became one with the holiday spirit. And it's a moment I will always remember. Merry Christmas. <clears throat> oh. Damn it. Sure. Okay. Where's the bag? Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Damn it. Shepherds quake at the sight. Glory stream from heaven afar. Heavenly hosts 
sing Alleluia. Christ the Savior is born. Christ the Savior is born. Silent night, holy night, Son of God, love's pure light. Radiant beams from the holy face With the dawn of redeeming grace Jesus, Lord, at thy birth Jesus, Lord, at thy birth It's one of my personal favorite songs. I hope you enjoyed it. Christmas is a very different time. Ow! Ow! Santa baby to slip a sable under the tree for me. I've been an awful good girl, Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. And Santa baby, a 54 convertible to light blue. I'll wait up for you, dear Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Think of all the fun I've missed Think of all the fellas that I haven't kissed Next year I could be just as good If you check off my Christmas list Santa baby, I want a yacht And really that's not a lot Been an angel all year, Santa baby So hurry down the chimney tonight Santa honey, one little thing really need the deed. 
to a platinum mine. Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Santa cutie, and fill my stockings with the duplex and checks. Sign your ex on the line, Santa cutie, and hurry down the chimney tonight. Come and trim my Christmas tree with some decorations bought at Tiffany's. I really do believe in you. Let's see if you believe in me. Santa baby, forget to mention one little thing. A ring. I don't mean on the phone, Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Hurry down the chimney tonight. Hurry tonight. <laughs> Growing up, I very rarely had the privilege of enjoying traditional toys. Mother and father barred me from playing with any of the G.I. Joes or Easy Bake Ovens. I wasn't afforded that opportunity. It was something that shaped me and molded me into the, the thing I am to this day. But growing up on a peach farm, we were surrounded by fruits. Delicious, giant peaches of all different qualities and sizes. So what I would do is I would save all the discarded peach pits I could find. And I would collect them and I'd dry them out. And I would look at them and I would touch them and I would name them. And they became my toys. The peach pits were my I play things and I, I love them. As I grew up, the peach pits withered and got smaller, so it always replenished my collection. And as I was growing into a young man, I began to become curious about myself, my body, and the world around me, about love. In order to really understand love and understand physical attraction, I began to play out little ceremonies with my peach pits. Some would get married, have entire lives with each other. Others would go different routes. and I would have entire relationships begin, blossom, and eventually end with, with sadness. But as I became more curious, the peach pits became my vessel. I would line them all up and I would act out elaborate games and eventually the pits would start rubbing against each other and really enjoying the crevices of, of one's surface. They would, um, they would touch and rub and touch and rub and penetrate each other in a way I would like to watch them and I would manipulate them and I would I was their puppet master I would do this mostly in the night 
Walter's Glow would run home and I would open up my box of peach pits and I would just begin to play the, the game that it was, it, was, it, was, it was what it was and it was just something I did. I could remember one Christmas Eve I was banished to my room. I began to to perform these little plays with my pits with dialogue and noises and what I was doing was I was pretty much just showcasing what I've heard my entire life the quiet muffles of the rooms below the creaking the squeaking the moans the groans the slapping passion, the anger that we're all just bellowing in the atmosphere of the home that I grew up in. The pits were in the middle of a very erotic occurrence that I like to perform with them. Many different characters were in and out and after a climax and it was over, I started to clean up my peach pits. I noticed a presence. There was a figure. There was a shadowy figure. I looked behind me and there stands my father. And father says, why are you putting them away? I said, because I'm done playing with them. He says, line them up again. Line them up once more. It's okay. So now, continue. I said, continue what? He says, continue your game. And I tried, I tried to just pretend like I didn't know what he was talking about. He said, do what I say. I said, okay, and he sat on the, the floor just with enough space to, you know, to, 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 to gander what was happening, and he said, proceed, and I began to play, and I began to create the situations, and I created the passion, and I, I did what I always did, and he sat there silently, and then after it was over, he got up, he didn't say a word, and then he left the room. The next morning was Christmas, and I ran downstairs, and many Christmases, which would usually happen, was I would, I would usually get a, a bar of soap that I could use to bathe myself for the year. and. I saw that there was, beside the soap, there was a tiny little box, and I opened it up, and there was a peach pit in there, and I looked over at my father, and I said, thanks, Dad, and he said, what did you say to me? I said, thank you. He said, get out of my house! And I had to sleep on the porch. I'll always remember that.
<laughs> yeah! Wee! <laughs> Feliz Navidad! Feliz Navidad! Feliz Navidad! Prospero Año, you Felicidad! Feliz Navidad! Feliz Navidad! Feliz Navidad! Prospero Año, Felicidad! I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas! I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas! I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart! Feliz Navidad! Feliz Navidad! Feliz Navidad! Prospero Año Felicidad! Feliz Navidad! Feliz Navidad! Feliz Navidad! Prospero Año Felicidad! I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas! I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas! I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas, the bottom of my heart. <sighs> to all of you, young and old, Merry Christmas to all. May the year be grand. <laughs> Feliz Navidad! Feliz Navidad! Feliz Navidad! Feliz Navidad! Ooh, it's Christmas time again Ooh, it's Christmas time, my friends My nanny would make the biggest and best turkey every Christmas. But by far the best part was the gravy. Oh my god, the gravy was just so succulent and so rich in its flavors and its textures. I can remember those few special moments when I was able to actually taste the gravy. I'd say, Nani, this is really good gravy. But I could call one Christmas, Christmas Eve. I saw Nani, she was taking out the big, beautiful, gorgeous turkey, and she was handling it with much care, and she started taking notes of the turkey grease, the drippings, she called it. She said, this is the essence of the turkey. These drippings are worth more than gold. I remember I sat there, and I was just watching her, and I just began mimicking her because I loved my nanny. And she stirred the drippings, made it into a roux. And I remember I finally gained them enough courage. I remember I tugged at her apron and I said, Nani? And she said, Yes. I said, Nani? She said, What, dear? What is it? I said, Nani? What makes your gravy taste so good? 
she smiled at me and I said, Nani, what's your secret? What's your secret for the gravy? Nani? She smiled at me and she looked out the window for a brief moment and she looked at me and she said, love. My secret is love. It's always been love. It was at that moment when she took a big ladle and she ladled a bunch of the gravy up to her lips and I remember she gently blew off the steam because it was hot. She took a few laps of it. She smiled. She looked at me and she said, just right. The gravy's just right. I then smiled at her and I, I said, Nani? She smiled back. She said, yes. I said, Nani, may, may I have a look at the gravy? And she paused. She said, no. I don't want your germs to ruin it. It's Christmas time. favorite things to do was spending time with my grandmother and I remember sitting on her knee and I remember just staring out the window with her and we'd watch the snowflakes fall. I loved watching the snowflakes fall. And I would look at her and she would look at me and I would look in her eyes and I would say, Nana, is it true that all snowflakes are different? That all snowflakes are unique? That all snowflakes are special? And she would bounce me up and down and say, of course that's true. Of course it's true. And I would smile and I would look at her and she would look at me and I would say, kinda like me, Nana? Am I like a little snowflake? And she would instant, instantly look saddened and she would say no you're not special you're not unique and I always thought that was kind of odd Merry Christmas everyone Merry Christmas to you all Ooh, it's 
Christmas time, my friend. Oh, I remember my nanny would always make the biggest, best turkey every Christmas. By far the best thing that everyone always looked forward to was Nani's gravy. The gravy, oh my god, the gravy. It was so succulent and delicious. I remember when I did get a chance to taste some of the gravy, I'd say, Nani, this is gravy. One day, one Christmas Eve, I was washing dishes and Nani was she was taking out the turkey and she had all the turkey grease and the drippings. And she started making her gravy. And I remember watching her and I was studying her and I was. Oh, I, was I was mimicking her. I was enjoying her. And I watched as she stirred the gravy and she made a roux. Hugged at her apron. I said, "Nani." Said yes. I said, "Nani." She said, "What?" I said, "Nani." What makes your gravy taste so good? I said, "Nani." What's your secret? <laughs> she laughed. She looked at me and she said, It's love. The secret's love. And she had a, a big ladle and she ladled some out and she lifted it up towards her nose and she, she blew it off, off the steam because it was too hot. And she took a little lap and she said, Mmm, just right. And, and I said, Nani? Yes. I said, Nani, can I have a lick? Can I have a lick of the, the gravy? She said, No. Your germs will ruin it. Ooh, it's Christmas time again. Christmas time, my friend. Oh, and I used to always love hanging up the stockings. All oh, the stockings were always so beautiful. You know, my mother would spend months knitting and, and embroidering highly detailed sequins and crocheting these different scenes on everyone's stocking. She took great pride in these, and I used to love looking at them. They were like little, little vignettes of a Christmas past. I, I never got a stocking though. I had to use a boot. It's Christmas time, my friends. It's Christmas time, my friends. No, we weren't rich. No, we were very far from it. Mildly poor. Pa, pa worked and he worked and he worked and he. 
struggle to provide us with a decent Christmas. I knew every year not to ask for anything. I just knew it. I just knew I could not ask for anything. And I was just okay with watching my other siblings smile as they unwrapped their gifts underneath the Christmas tree every morning. Every Christmas morning. One year, I, 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 I gained the courage. I don't know what got in I gained the courage. I said, I'm going to write Santa a letter. A very small letter. I'll write it on a leaf. And uh, release it into the river. Maybe Santa will answer my wish. See, all I wanted was a wheel. Just one wheel. Things I could do with that wheel. I thought I had dreams of rolling it up and down the dirt driveway. When I'm taking a stick, I, I would I would dream of having a stick and and, and 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 pushing the wheel. You know, like they used to do in the olden times. That was a fun little game. I thought it would be a fun game for me, and that maybe perhaps I could slowly build a a carriage out of it. Store on my crab apple. So I wrote a wheel on the leaf and I let it drift down the water. his hands now. Christmas came and all the kids were running downstairs and I had been up for a few hours because I was tending to the fire. After they had unwrapped all their gifts and after I was left to pick up all the scraps, there was gift behind the old radiator and my my pa pointed at it. It was wrapped in a burlap sack. I opened it up. I could hardly even untie the it up and it was a um I opened it up and it was a um it was a brick. It's like the opposite of a wheel. But I said thank you, Santa. And I went on my merry way. <laughs> 